All right. And that's up and running. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first official podcast of It's All Just Fish and Chips. Uh, my name is Thor. I'm Amanda. Ta-da! I'm going to mute my phone because <laughs> I'm a wild animal. <laughs> We're going to ding around in the right I thought the... we were supposed to like bring our own, like, I was like, were we supposed to bring a sound effect to go with our introduction? That we I should. Failed. Um, your employer has a thing that I want that will play back all the sounds that I need to purchase off of him so I can get that as well. But okay. I'm just throwing money at this podcast right now, so this is working out well. Nice. All right. Anyway, podcast number one. We have our podcast zero in the bank, which uh, we'll just say our premium subscribers will get to hear <laughs> later in the future. Again, um, I don't have that figured out, nor do I have... Uh, by the time this goes live, I will have registered the domain again. Nice. Um, we have an email address, I believe, as well. We'll, we'll get that to you uh, when we remember what that is. I think yep. Amanda's in charge of that. Oh, boy. I think you already have it, don't you? I think so. Okay. Just got to so, find it. We're not prepared in <laughs> any way for those of you playing along at home. But the key thing is to get off the ground and running is to do this thing every time. So here we are with our first official podcast. Now this is normally a three to four person podcast, but um, as we've done podcast zero, half the crew dropped out. So this is going well. And we're really excited and proud of all the things that we've accomplished between then and now, which is to lose half of our cats. <laughs> now hopefully they will be back joining us soon. We'll sprinkle those to in as well as maybe some extra guests if i have more notice then hey i can't be there in 10 minutes so here we are and uh we're just going to get kicked off here we've uh, uh this is kind of a free-form podcast at the moment we don't have a good again we are not prepared <laughs> in any way for this podcast but we're doing it and that's but all that matters doing it and that has been an endeavor that has been going on for I want to say two years now, sure. where we have promised that we are going to do this podcast. So now it's official. We're doing it. This will come out probably every two weeks to begin with, and then we'll see how things go. So um, I'm just going to start out. I made a list of things to talk about, and I'm going to start at the, la the latest one because this just happened. Okay. okay. So hy V is a grocery store in our town. Um, they are probably a lot of places. They yep. happen to be in Springfield, Missouri as well. And I went and had lunch at the Hy-Vee today. They've got a little food area. You can get Chinese, you can get pizza, and they got regular, you know, like meatloaf and that kind of stuff as well. So I said, I'm going to go over there and have lunch. I sat down in their little area, and they have a bar in this area. I'm like, okay. So I'm having my lunch, and I look over. And in that bar, on the wall, they have a giant sign. And I mean, this thing is the size of like two chalkboards big. And on this sign, I'm pulling up a picture of it right now so I can really give you the full details of this on this sign at the very top it says breakfast cocktails <laughs> this is once again a grocery store in my hometown that has a bar and has not just a small sign but i'm going to guess there's 30 drinks on this <laughs> that you can order for breakfast cocktails now my first question is what's your day like that you start your day Day drinking at the Hy-Vee. I think you drop the kids off at school. You're like, I gotta get some groceries. Gotta build myself up for it. I could really use a good Bloody Mary. Oh, no, no, no. We are all mimosas, uh, Rias, and Ritas. Okay? A Rita sounds pretty intense for breakfast. Right? We got, let's see, for Ritas, we have the morning margarita. Okay. No description, but it does cost $7. <laughs> Um, there's also things like under that same category as gin and juice. <laughs> so Snoop Dogg would be proud. Um, your day is starting real rough. Do you get to choose the juice? I don't know. It's very unclear. They also have maple mayhem. Gross. Which I'm hoping is just a shot of maple syrup with some sort of booze in it. Gross. Because that will be thick. Um, breakfast bedlam. Okay. That's uh, that's for those of you who really haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> they have tequila sunrises. They've got uh, sunrise sangria, uh, peachy keen sangria. And then on the Mosa side, Mosa has its own category. Uh, fresh squeezed Mosa carafe. That's $42. <laughs> uh, 
That's when you got friends. <laughs> yeah. So now you've not only are you day drinking at the local high V, but you have brought at least four people with you <laughs> to endeavor in this shenanigans. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the Rasmosas. Mm. Well, that's a carafe of that. It's only 18. Is that 18 or 48? I hope it's more expensive. I hope it's 48. It's probably 48. It's 48. That's right. It's $8 a glass, or the carafe is $48. Raspberries alone are like $7, so. Right? Um, they also have, when you get to the bottom of this list, okay, tropical sweet tea mimosas. There's a beer mosa. Gross. Right? How's your day going? <laughs> you want some pineapple juice and yeah and some course light yeah Gross. and then my favorite part of this is the mosa flight which serves four <laughs> it is also 42 dollars one person ten dollars you can get your own 42 dollars 42 dollars but it serves four oh. so you and your four friends 42 bucks that's t 10 10 and change for each of you or if you're sad and just drinking a flight of mimosas on your own <laughs> at let's say eight in the morning that's only $10. Mm. And you know what? That's if, not bad. If you, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If you've got a habit, <laughs> if you've got a problem, yeah. might I suggest the breakfast uh, cocktails at the local Hy-Vee <laughs> in Springfield, Missouri. Now, I don't know if I told you this story or not. <clears throat> this is the same Hy-Vee. I think I did tell you this, but I'll tell our listeners now. That I was going to, again, for lunch. I don't go there often, but I do go there. And I should go there more because every time I do go there, it's an adventure. <laughs> Um, this time, I pull up, and there's a tent out front. And the tent says, autograph signing for Slipknot. <laughs> and I went, who said what now? Because, who said what now? This is the band Slipknot. And if you don't know the band Slipknot, please do me a favor and look them up. Because Give it a good. they're a peach. And they are doing an autograph signing of their booze. So they have their own line of alcohol that they will sign if you go into the Hy-Vee and buy and then go over to the other side and wait in line <laughs> and they will then sign your bottle of boots. So I walk up and this is just kicking off. Like they are setting up the tent, like it's brand new. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, my day got interesting and I'm not going back to work anytime soon. <laughs> so I go over to... I go inside, and I'm looking around, and I ask kind of one of the ladies what's going on, and she kind of fills me in about buying the bottle and all the rest of that. So I call up a, a uh, other member of the podcast, Tyler Cowan, and I said, you need to get over here now because <laughs> Slipknot is apparently going to be over here. And he's like, what? I'm like, yep. So he comes <laughs> darting over, drops everything he's doing. So we go in, buy some food, and we sit down in the, in the seating area. Well, they have blocked off half the seating area, but you can sit right next to where they blocked it off there's just a glass divider between you and, and, the, and two members of the band Slipknot sitting over here in full mask, full costume. And I'm like, oh, this will be good. And then that line starts growing <laughs> and growing. And I'm going to guess the time we sat there, probably 200, 250 people filed through this hy with bottles of booze for those two members of Slipknot to sign. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what my life is anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, they were performing here in town. I will say that it wasn't just Slipknot showed up to the Hy-Vee. They were actually having a concert in town. But the fact that they chose this Hy-Vee for their signing, oh boy, this is, this is the place to be, apparently. Between the breakfast cocktails and Slipknot, uh, Hy-Vee is the hot happening spot in Springfield, Missouri. So if you're ever traveling through, you're going to want the one on uh, Kansas Expressway, for sure. Nice. So that's my first, that's my, uh, that's my opening salvo here. What you got going on over there? I think we should have a conversation with Chris Stanley at some point on this podcast. Yes, I am more than happy. Uh, that man right there will have plenty, uh, future guests of the show, Chris Stanley. Yeah. So reach out. Uh, Chris Stanley, we're coming for you. So just reach out again to our non-existent email at our non-existent patreon it'll be linked in the show notes hopefully all this information if i know what show notes are and how to make them so this <laughs> is going again we are not prepared in any way for this podcast i feel like we should assign show notes to bubby good that that'll <laughs> never get done yeah you want to talk about things that are not going to happen did i lose my okay i need my glasses as i get older 
<laughs> these reading glasses become more and more important. All right, here's my. Oh, okay. I got like I got good ones on here. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, there's a bush in my backyard. Okay. So the neighbors got new neighbors. They moved in. They cut down a bunch of stuff along our fence line. So I was out there cleaning up too. I got this bush. I'm oh, this vine's growing up in the bush. I better cut this vine out. So I get my little saw out and I saw off the vine and I start pulling the vine out of the bush. And when I get done, there's there's nothing left on that bush. It's just <laughs> like nine sticks and this vine. And I go, what the? How does this bush not have any leaves on it? It's all in the. And then I look at the vine that I have pulled out of that bush. And my jaw just, I'm like, oh no. It is 100% poison ivy. <laughs> just a big flowering bush of poison ivy. And I'm like, and I am highly allergic to poison ivy. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not poison ivy, knowing full well it's poison ivy. And so I get my phone out and I, and I get the Google lens out. I take a picture. I'm like, hey, what is this right here? And Google's like, oh, that's for sure poison ivy. And I'm like, oh, no. And now I don't know what to do because I am now officially just covered in it. I'm like, oh, no. And so I gently just place all my possessions on the ground. Like, I can't touch you anymore. And I go in the house. And I like try to open up the door with my elbows. And I get in the house and I just start scrubbing my arms. Scrub, 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 scrub. And I'm like, this is probably not enough. <laughs> So then I got to go and get a loofah and just start, like, getting every ounce of everything off of me. It's like five-hour shower. I just burn the flesh off my body that's as hot as that water can be, right? And I got to go back outside because it's still just laying in the backyard. And I've got two dogs who are dumb as hell. And they're just going to run through that and then come in the house and rub on me. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to have more poison ivy. So I go out there and I'm like, I don't know how to. Because it's just, it's all poison ivy. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I get a rake and I just kind of hook it into the bush and I start dragging it out to the back property of my house and I kind of chuck it into this little brush pile I got. And I come back and like all my stuff, my phone's laying there, like all the stuff I was using. I was like, I don't know if I can touch any of this stuff because if I touch this, then I'm just back to where I started from. I was like, I gotta get my phone. So I get my phone and I get like Clorox wipes and I'm just, and this is the cleanest. I've had this phone for like three years. The cleanest this phone has ever been. Right? Yeah. Just scrubbing every bit of it. And um, I hose down the tools and I, you know, just everything I can do to clean everything up. About a day goes by, about two days go by, I'm like, all right, I beat this thing, I'm good to go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right here on the back of my arm, here oh. it comes, starts creeping in. And a buddy of mine's like, all you gotta do is you gotta scratch it real hard, like open it all up, and then you just pour some bleach on it, and you're good to go. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? He goes, I do it every time, it works great. I'm like, well, all right, I think I'll try that. I'm going to go ahead and give everyone some medical advice right now. Don't. Don't. Just don't. Don't pour bleach onto the open wound that you put on your arm. Because that's a dumb as hell plan. And let me tell you what hurts like hell, that experience. So, things I've learned. Don't listen to my friends. And what poison ivy looks like when it takes over an entire bush. So that's that story. That happened this nice. last weekend, and uh, I'm super excited about that shenanigan. All right. So we discussed this snake issue in this basement yes. where we live. Also, um, FYI, there is also a radon, a small radon leak in this basement. <laughs> um, but currently, I have a me. I have a that's that thing over there. I have mm -hmm. a uh, thing that measures, and it says as long as it stays below four, we're good to go. Is it at five? No, it's at currently the long term is at two point nine one, okay. and the short term's on like in the ones because I've been opening the windows up down here. Nice. Uh, just FYI, though, if we all die, it'll probably be from radon poisoning. So we discussed in episode zero that there is a small snake problem in my house mm -hmm. uh, during the springtime because the little baby snakes can find their way in. This house was built almost a hundred years ago, and uh, so there's some holes. Maybe some snakes can get through. But I got a cat who usually deals with that. So I'm mowing out there at uh, the same time that I'm dealing with the poison ivy tree uh, that was growing in my backyard. Uh, I'm mowing out the grass, and I mow over this section, and 
not t so I have an electric mower, so it's not very powerful to begin with, but it does an all right job. But I mow over this one section, and then all of a sudden, like seven snakes just come whipping out of that little spot everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no, no. And I just stop. I got to back up. Because, you know, you see seven snakes just suddenly up here. It's, a, you know, something from the Bible. So you got to watch out for that. You're like, all right, blood and locusts, no, toads, no. Okay, just a snake. All right, I'm good. And then off they go. All they go. And then I'm like, now I'm paranoid because I can't mow my grass because there's snakes everywhere. Yeah. Also, don't tell my wife about any of this. She does not want to hear any of these details. There was a snake skin in our backyard the other day, and she almost lost her damn mind. <laughs> and then it was gone. Like, she was out there for a while and came back, and then the snake skin was gone. And I told her the snake probably came back and got it. Yep. So <clears throat> she was not happy with that either. So now I've got, so I'm wondering, like, what are, like, why are seven snakes hanging out together? Like, are they plotting? Are they, they're like, you don't think hey, they were babies? Well... One of them was pretty... Maybe, the maybe they were making babies. Oh, maybe they were making... Hey, snakes. That's not that kind of yard. You're going to rent yourself to buy the Hour Motel if you want to do that. Don't do that in my backyard. Well, they used to live in the Poison Ivy, and you got rid of it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's a lot of snakes, like in a very... Like a snake yeah. ball, like a very contained area of snakes. So that's not good. I'm worried about that happening right here behind me. In yeah. I've got, a, like, a tarp up to cover the area where the snakes usually come in that cat can get in there don't worry he'll get them snakes Ooh, hellfire <laughs> do you remember the last time i went on a float trip and i stepped into a nest of snakes yes. in the river yes <laughs> that was the first time i tried to die on that trip <laughs> so let's recap this trip first okay. of all brian if you're listening to the podcast screw you this was all your fault <laughs> so a buddy of ours says hey i got some canoe buddy i don't know buddy wow <laughs> Coming hard anyway, at you. Coming anyway, hard at you, buddy. Continue. <laughs> uh, he goes, I got these canoes. We're going to go out. We're going to go float the, this river. It was like in Ponca or somewhere. Or yeah, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in yeah. Arkansas. We're going to float this river. All right, we'll go. So I go, and Amanda goes, and she brings her sister on her very first float trip ever. Yeah. And uh, Brian Arnie was there. Was Nana there? Yeah. Eileen, a friend of ours, Nana, she was there. And uh, so we're going to go on this float trip. And again, it's Amanda's sister's first time floating. Mm -hmm. And we show up, and he's got two canoes. And one of them is like a kneel-down canoe. But it has seats. Yeah. But you're supposed to kneel down in it. Now, the trick about this canoe is if you tip slightly to the left or the right <laughs> in this canoe, it's going to whip you over. <laughs> or you breathe at all. Yeah. Or you breathe, <laughs> or you look sideways, or... Whatever happens, this canoe is going to whip you over just straight sideways and completely fill with water. Mm -hmm. We proved this point <laughs> numerous times. Ten times, maybe, on this float trip. Just whoop, over it go. And then, burn, burn, burn. So, Amanda's sister is, we're like an hour into this, and she is already pissed and done. Because we flipped like five times at yeah. that point. And, and the other canoe we had was a fairly normal canoe then we had a couple kayaks with us so i said okay you know you guys are new i'll swap with you and i'll take the other canoe you guys can have this canoe well with you and me yeah you we got my sister out we're yeah. like you go ahead you yeah. take this one. you take this one you'll mm -hmm. be signed and me and amanda will take this one and we'll, and we'll we can do this we're we're veteran canoers right <laughs> i'm i swear to god we're not in that thing 30 seconds <laughs> Like, we get it un emptied out. We put all our stuff back in it. There's a first problem is we needed to quit putting our stuff back right. in it. That was stupid. And we start paddling down the thing. And I swear to God, it's not 30 seconds when that canoe just goes whoop. And over it goes again. And all of our stuff just disappears into the water. And my good floating hat that I got from the campground uh, out of Jack's Fork, the Circle B campground, had a, my favorite floating hat. Just gone. Can't, can't find it anywhere. Does not float apparently. <laughs> Just sink straight to the bottom of that of that creek of that river there. And I was pissed. So yes, I do remember the the and then at some point Amanda stepped into a den of snakes. That was the first thing. We were yeah. getting into the canoe. Yeah. First thing. Stepped right in and was like Ooh. Almost died. Snakes everywhere. <laughs> Cottonmouths, rattlers. Who knows? Black mamba. <laughs> what's the what's the the coral snakes, the world's most deadliest snakes mm -hmm. from uh, every snake that yeah. ever lived in Australia in was this right hole. There. 
stepped right in it. They all looked at me like, at that point in time, why are you over here? Yes. At that point in time, we should have turned around, yes. got back in the cars, and driven away. Exactly. And that would have been the best float trip ever. Mm-hmm. But no, instead, we got in those canoes and proceeded to flip that canoe. <laughs> Again, Brian Arnie, that was your fault. <laughs> and we will blame you to the day we die for that. If you're listening, and I know you are, that's on you, buddy. It was like a, a solid like 24 hours before I quit like flinching because I kept thinking I was going over. Canoe's going over. Canoe's going over. Dude, you're sitting on your couch. Canoe's going over. Flashback. She's got right? numb. She's got PTSD. She's been in counseling for this. It's terrible. It was rough. For no reason. For no reason. Like, I don't know why you would build that canoe. Like, no. Nothing about Who that. Who wants that canoe? Nobody. Nothing about, nobody wants that canoe. <laughs> it's the most unseaworthy vessel ever. That was like a, a reject canoe. They were like, hey, 10 bucks, you can have a canoe. And they are like, okay, we'll buy a canoe. And they're like, there's only one problem with it. Oh, what is that? <laughs> it'll flip over if you look at it wrong. Oh, it'll be fine. I'm just going to rent it out. Other people will be great. It won't be me. <laughs> I don't oh, I just care. Need, I just need something. They got life jackets, right? Yeah, they got life jackets. Okay, right, they'll be fine then. Put them in the canoe. Bloop, over they go. I still have that flag. So Amanda made little, oh, yeah. little flags for her, uh, her and her sister that they put on the canoe. And then that canoe destroyed those flags. <laughs> that devil canoe filled with the heart of Satan just destroyed everything. But I managed to rescue one of those flags. And they're still floating around my house somewhere. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, so, Brian, if you're out there, all mm-hmm. your fault. Um, all right, so I don't know if I told you guys this, but I canceled all of my... I got old, okay? So I turned 50, and I kind of went off the rails. So I got a new phone carrier. Paying too much for, I'm paying too much for this. You kids and your fancy <laughs> toasts and your, and your avocados and what have you. I can't afford this lifestyle anymore. <laughs> and so I got a new phone company because it was cheaper and i was verizon if you're listening to you um because you were charging me too much money so i switched to visible and then i got rid of my cable and my got a new internet subscriber so at&t was my uh cable provider and i hated at&t your internet was terrible so i called and canceled it and they're like, oh, we've got fiber in your area. And I'm like, no, you don't. And don't <laughs> lie to me about that because I know you don't have it because I've looked. And you've not been out in my neighborhood putting fiber in. Mm-hmm. So I got all it done. Then they harassed me about sending this stuff back. All right, your, your service will end on the 5th. So, you know, you have to return the gear after that. And it'll be, um, you know, the 23rd. After the 23rd, it'll be late. And so I had till the 5th of, that, of the month to, to, you know, be done with the service. About 30 seconds after I hung up that phone, the harassing phone calls, automated phone calls, hey, uh, our records show you still got some of that gear and you're going to need to send it back. If you don't send it back, we're going to charge you for it. Okay, I still got to the fifth. Next day, hey, you still got some of that gear. You going to send that gear back yet? <sighs> then they started calling my wife's number as well. Hey, your husband still got that gear. You're going to need to send that back. Now, the gear that they're asking for is for UVerse. Well, they've discontinued UVerse. They don't do yeah. UVerse anymore. So they don't need any of that gear because they're just mm-hmm. going to throw it all away. But they're mad that I got it because I canceled yeah. my service. So then all, after all this, after I've dealt with them and I've sent their stuff back, and then they said, no, no, you, we don't want this gear back. Here's this, this piece of equipment. That's not for sending back. That's for you to keep. And I'm like, no, you're going to want it. I know you're going to want it. Yeah. So now i got to hold on to that for like a year until they say, hey, where's those piece of gear you're supposed to send us? And then i got to dig that up and send it to them. They had the audacity, <laughs> the unmitigated gall, AT&T, I hope you're listening, to send me a survey about my, how my things went. But not only send me a survey, send me a 20-minute survey. Gross. Hey, would you like to fill out this 20-minute <laughs> survey about how bad we were at what we do? No. No, I would not. Mm-hmm. And in fact, anyone out in the world right now, I do not want to fill out your survey. Not even a little bit for any reason whatsoever. Are you going to give me some money? Maybe. <laughs> Are you going to give me a discount on something? Possibly. Do you want me to just fill out a survey from the goodness of my heart? Oh, hell no. It's never going to happen. <laughs> just marketing divisions of every company in the world. No one wants to fill out your survey for any reason whatsoever. Stop sending them. It's not going to work for you. Oh, I fill them out. <laughs> I stand corrected. 
there are insane people in this world. Why? Why do you fill out the survey? I don't know because they want my opinion. <laughs> they want you to give you them them the free marketing stuff so they don't have to pay for it. That's okay. That's okay. I'll give it to them. I'll give them my opinion. Do you yeah. ever have anything bad to say or? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you badmouth them. Yeah, but I also fill out things when it's positive too. Like if it's a mediocre experience and I put fives all around or whatever, like this was a mediocre experience. But if it was really good, I say it's really good. If it was really bad, I say this is really bad. Now what's all right? I'm interested now. You've you've piqued my interest on this topic here. What is the maximum length of a survey that you will fill out if they were to send it to you? Would you fill out a twenty? If because they told me ahead of time that survey was going to take twenty minutes. Yeah. Um. I mean, are, are, is this just it like depends. a chili? Is this just like a Chili's when you're on the on the Ziosk there and you get your check and, you, and they're like, "Hey, no. you want to answer these couple questions?" No, if it's like if I'm real mad, then no, I won't. Yeah, I won't do twenty minutes. You're not gonna give me your time. No, but if I'm just mediocre to good experience, then yeah. All right, so give me an example of like who you've filled out a survey for here. I think just about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, marketing department's out there. Right. Uh, you're going to be looking for Amanda, and uh, she's just going to do your work for you. Don't even worry about sending it to anybody else. Just keep sending her the same survey over and over again. How many times she fills it out? Yeah. I can do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I'll do it. I got nothing going on. I also sure. like to Sure, do, ma'am. I'll sign your boobs. You I don't know, care. You know when you can go to, like, uh, Google Maps, and they'll be like, can you answer this question for this person? I'll oh, be see, like, that's sure, different. I can. That's di- no, okay. So that's... But you can also go to the section where it's like, can you answer these 20 questions? I'll be like, yep, give yes, me but, more. All right, give so, me more. All right, Google. I'm, I'm, I wasn't talking to you, apparently, because I'm actually on board with this. Because, yeah. like, the map one, yeah. like, was this an exit to a, is this the yeah. exit to that building? Does that place have, is it open at three? But see, the thing that they do, which gets you hooked, is they made a game out of it. It's They're true. like, you could score points, and then you can gain levels. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, levels. Is there loot? You can give me points for anything. I'm like, yep. Right? All right. I I'll will agree with that. Things. I will fall for your shenanigans yeah. if you will, if I already have an account, and then you will issue me points and somehow raise my level. Yeah. The imaginary level that I exist on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. I want to be higher than the other people because why? I don't know. I don't but. Know. I need to be the higher level. Yep. The numbers Agreed. need to get bigger. <laughs> this is how those clicker games work. Exactly. I'm not doing anything, but the numbers are getting bigger. <laughs> that number's bigger than the other number was. Right. So I must be doing good because that number gets... All right. That... Yep. All right. Yeah. I stand corrected. Ladies and gentlemen, I officially retract my <laughs> initial policy, but amend it with you have to gamify the entire situation. <laughs> I have to earn points. Possibly imaginary stickers that I can put on something. I freaking love stickers. Right? Even if they're not real stickers and I can just put them like on a, a virtual background. Yep. Yep. You're not old enough. Uh, Cartoon Network used to have this thing. I don't remember what it was. It was on the website where you could go in and you could earn like character stickers. Okay. And then you could trade those character stickers with other insane people mm. on, the, on the Cartoon Network. So you could have like Dexter's Laboratory and Powerpuff Girls and Mojo Jojo and all that. And some of them were rare and some of them were, weren't rare. And I don't ever know what happened to that, but there was about a hot month where I was addicted to that thing. <laughs> I didn't even know Cartoon Network had a website. I mean, of course they do. But... <laughs> but it wasn't just their website. This was like a special place that oh. you had to go and uh, do this. At, I'm just checking to see if that thing's still running. Got it. In the background. Um, but yeah, you had to go there and then there, there were other people. And it was like, a, it's like, you remember that penguins? Th- the, the club penguin? Club penguin. It was kind of <laughs> like club penguins, <laughs> which I am too old for. And I was probably too old for the Cartoon Network thing too at the time. But man, again, if I can call, if you can make, it's got to be rare. I got to be able to get a rare yeah. thing and then trade my rare thing for another rare thing, mm-hmm. which is 100% just pretend yeah. because there's no value to any of this. But Oh, this this Mojo Jojo sticker. That's like right. that's like one of the rare ones. You've got to get that sticker. And I got it. I got it out of a pack or I got it out of a box or whatever. However they issued that. Yeah. I don't know what that thing was called, but yeah, there was a hot <laughs> minute where I was obsessed with that. I don't know how I got to here, but here I am. Hi. Cartoon Network. Good work. Look it out. Bring that thing back, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. They're I'm, going out of business. So I'm whatever. not into trading things. 
Like, I, if I get a thing, I'm going to keep that thing. You can look at it. You can show me <laughs> your thing, but I'm keeping mine. <laughs> Not only is that her policy for stickers, it is also her dating policy. Can't have it. But you can but look you can at see it. it. Sure, ma'am. I'll sign up for your OnlyFans. Um... No, I want to. I want to. I want to collect, and I want to show off my collection, and then I want to see that you got. Oh, you got one of those, huh? You got a Darkwing Duck over there. <laughs> I know Darkwing Duck is not part of Cartoon Network, but you got that one over there. I gotta have that one. I'll give you fifteen of these for one of them. Oh, good. That's me. I'm Garbage Pail. It's star- uh, Garbage Pail Kids. You were the fault. You were where this all started. Garbage Pail Kids. First edition Garbage Pail Kids. This, I'm now dating myself as if I haven't already. <laughs> I cl- I loved those garbage pail kids yeah. when they first came out, and you could get them, kind of get them at the like they didn't have a ton of them, but you get like one or two packs at a time. You'd find them here or there, and like everybody in my school, that was like the hot minute. That was like the big thing. If you think about like all the like the fads that went through your school when you were growing up, there's a yeah. lot of weird ass shit like fat laces. I don't know if you know what fat laces are. I'm old. I can imagine. Yeah. So, you know, they're like laces, but they're like super fat. Yeah. And then you have to like lay them like the way you lace up your shoes. So it looks like just like a one big wall of laces uh, kind of thing. Yeah. That was big for a little bit. I remember jump rope for some reason being real big. <laughs> like everybody got real big into that. It was big in the 50s. In the 50s. <laughs> okay. All right. A, you're a jerk. And B, I'm going to tell you about the TikTok lady that made me sad. Okay. The TikTok. All right. So. The missus loves the TikTok, so I am on the TikTok begrudgingly. Uh, my TikTok mostly involves, like, raccoons and, like, autistic people. And I don't know how that works, but that's what they're serving me up. And you know what? I'm kind of interested. So, but there's one girl on there, and she's talking about she went to the, to the thrift store, the antique store or something. And she got this, it looks like a radio. And she goes, but it has this thing on the side. And you could put these, these uh she kept calling them cassettes, which really bugged the shit out of me. These cassettes in the side of it, and it plays music. And she was like, she goes, this is a good representation of the music from the late 1900s. And I went, the fuck, 1900s. I went, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But I could have worded her. that differently. Yeah, and she, and she made me so sad. And then she goes, this one here I've got. The one she's talking about is a good representation of the music of the late 1900s was the soundtrack to the movie Cocktail, starring a young Tom Cruise. Name one song from that. Beach Boys. It had the Beach Boys on it because she knew that one. Okay. The reason she knew that one is because she also, this so she'll make you sad too, she referenced this other show that really liked it and the guy on there was a big fan of the Beach Boys. Nice. And he lived with his, his uh, friend and his kids. And there was three guys and then a bunch of kids living in this mm-hmm. house. And he's talking about Full House. Yeah. And Uncle Jesse and his yes. love of the Beach Boys. Also but she, uncle, not friend. But she had no point of reference for that show, let alone cassette right. tapes. <laughs> and then she puts the tape in to play it. And it's, it 100% sounds like that machine is just eating that tape alive. Yeah. Because for those of you who have used cassette tapes before, eventually... <laughs> That's that, how it works. Yeah, eventually that thing is just going to burp that tape and try to eat it up, and then you got to go, ah! And then you got to pull it out, and you got to get a, a pencil and spool it back together, and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, she had no point of reference for cassettes, and no point of reference for Full House. Yeah. And I went, weird. I hate children. Yeah. And she wasn't even a children. She was like in her 20s. <laughs> And I was sad, and then I went to bed. And that is how that story went. Um, I think cassettes are making a comeback. <laughs> so. Just f- saying. Fun uh, trivia here in Springfield, Missouri. There's a place called National Audio. And they're one of the few, if, on- if not the only place in the country that still makes cassette tapes. Nice. And they're coming back because of Guardians of the Galaxy, is what they told me. That makes sense. Because there's a band called camp okay um and they sell cassettes cassettes what does uh what does the band camp sound like uh what you think they sound like i can tell you so they're <laughs> they're set at... <laughs> okay they're set at um red rocks are they a bluegrass band no they're kind of like maybe folky pop okay pretty pretty popular right now 
Okay. Um, I'm, I'm old, so I don't know. But anyway, they, um, their sets at Red Rocks, they had basically what I would consider um, either a funeral parlor setup or like <laughs> 1990s wedding. So wait, wait. they had these. Wait, I, I'm, I'm going to explain it. Okay. But go ahead. What, no, I, uh, you question? go. You explain this because I got, I got a lot of questions <laughs> about funeral setup or 1990s wedding. <laughs> So, <clears throat> they were wearing these, like, kind of whitish suits, I think. It was kind of dark. It was hard to tell. But, anyway, they had these platforms. They had the, like, the drummer on a platform, and then they had two platforms off to the side, white circle platforms. And on the top of the platforms, they had this kind of, um, like, gauzy material of some sort with twinkle lights underneath and um, that, like, vine fake vine that you would get at like the dollar store okay yeah and like wrapped that all around all of that so it okay. kind of looked like they were in these little wedding cakes okay performing but and everything was just pretty dark and just i just twinkle lights glowed underneath that okay. gauzy material i like that that in your head that is either 1990s <laughs> wedding or a funeral home well google, google. they look similar google, google that <laughs> Modern day funeral home, 1990s <laughs> wedding. Google it. It's out there. So anyway, we so got cassettes. Cassettes. So they're putting out cassettes. <laughs> they are of their music. <laughs> so that yeah, that company here in town, they make the cassettes, um, mm-hmm. and they also are uh, digitizing all of the. I, I'm pretty sure I can tell it. This, yeah, I'm, it's got to be common knowledge at this point, right? Digitizing all of the books on tape. For the Library of Congress. Nice. So that all the blind people can listen to the books on tape, but don't have to actually have to have a tape player anymore. So they have to digitize all that and then go through and put all the chapter breaks in and all the, like, all the, like, make sure the name is spelled right and the chapters are, this chapter is chapter O-N-E, but in this book is chapter one, or in this one it's O-N-E with a period. So they got to go through and make sure all that stuff is correct. That, that seems like a lot. Yeah. So are those the f- free books on, like, my Audible account? Mm. Or do you think they're re-recording those? No, I think those are probably... Re-recorded? No, I don't think or they're... Or do you think they're old school? They're, like, I... book on tape ones? They're probably the original... Well, I don't know. Probably the original ones, I would yeah. guess. I mean, how many times are you going to re-record the same book? Exactly. Unless you're, like, Harry Potter or the Twilight series. Yeah. You know? You know, uh, like Francine goes to Paris. How many times? How many? How many? How much call is there? Is to, that a book? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a, like a book name, but like all the books I know, it wouldn't make any sense. So Francine goes to Paris. There, it's not a book. I'm writing it. Copyright Thornelson. Don't try to steal my ideas. Um, yeah. So I imagine like you record that kind of book like once, and then like, yeah. They've got the like the master digital, and they can like reissue it if they yeah. want or do whatever. Who wants to re-record the Count of Monte Cristo? I bet you. I, I don't know. That's a good question. It's real long though. How Are, many hours is that? Like thirty? Probably. Like the you get you can get a road trip out of that probably. All right. So if you are a uh, professional voiceover actor or actress who records books on tape, please reach out to us and let us know uh, if you've ever had to re-record one of those because your original version was outdated that can't be outdated right because i mean the words is the words yeah like they're not changing up the book on you so why would you change up the book unless you like suck unless like the first person read it it was just like super annoying and nobody wants to listen to fran drescher's reading of the crucible you know (laughs) the nanny out there kicking out books on tape you know gilbert godfrey he's out there recording a bunch of books on tape too you know all those good good folks so, there's a series that I listen to, which, if anyone knows it they'll, and knows me, will be very shocked because it's not something I would really ever listen to. There's a writer named Jack Carr, and he wrote a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. And they, the first book in the series that I'm reading was The Terminal List, and they made a series on Amazon. <laughs> My belt is digging into me. For those of you listening at home... I'm just trying to loosen up this damn belt, and it, 
It didn't go well. Just like, I got one of those ratcheting belts. We'll get back to the, the book on tape. I got one of those ratcheting belts. That damn belt buckle will dig right in you every time. I love your ratcheting belts, but you're not comfortable to sit down in. Continue. All right, so. So for future reference, for, we're going to put up a sign that says, Please yeah. silence your phones and thornels and take off your belt. Yeah, loosen your belts up, boys. It's going to be a podcast. Here we go. Hold on to your seats. Okay. So, terminal list. It was recommended, or I don't know. I don't know how I found it on Audible. But I listened to it, like, when it was the only book in the series. It was a series, but it was the first book. Gotcha. So, you're starting on number one. You're yep. in a ground floor. Yep. And I was listening to it, and the guy that records it is Ray Porter, and he's recorded other things that I've also listened to. He's got a pretty decent voice. Okay. But it's definitely a manly voice. Manly voice. I'm and... Ray Porter, man about town. <laughs> and in this series, starting with the Terminalist, there's a female character that's in all of the books. Okay. And Ray Porter does not do her any favors <laughs> in his voicing of her. And I think that's... Like, the content is not something I would ever... So what are these Be books super... about? So there's, um, I can't think of the main character's name, but um, he is like a military guy and he's seeking revenge for his, what do they call the group of soldiers that go together? Platoon? Sure. <laughs> I think he was a Marine. So okay. um, anyway. Squad. Yeah. His little, his little gang of friends little that gang. he fought wars with. Our gang, you know, Spanky um, and Buckwheat and... Like, there's big conspiracy theory stuff, which I love conspiracy theories. Okay. But, um, anyway, they all ended up dying or whatever, and so he's seeking revenge against the government, and it goes across several books. Okay, but you're into this book, but... I'm not super into it, but I just (laughs) keep listening. I don't know why. There was a new one that just came out, and I haven't made the jump to purchase yet but in for a penny in for a pound at this point you gotta see how i gotta see how this plays out you know does he get his revenge does he not get his revenge will that guy ever get better at that lady's voice no no he will not no he will not and every time like i i've never hated a character so much in my life just because i want her to shut her mouth because i don't want to hear him does he do a lady's voice for her kind of but it's not good I'm not sure how I feel about... I mean, I, I'm, you should distinguish between the characters, but I don't know how I feel yeah. about you, like, doing, like, a falsetto voice or something <laughs> right. like that right in the middle. Because it, it's just going to break the immersion, right? Like, like 100%. just make your voice softer or something. Yeah. Like, don't try to, like... Oh, hey, hey there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mrs. Pennyworth. Mrs. Pennyworth. Hello, how are you? Uh, please stop. What's a... What, can we get another take? Can we get another take on that, please? Um, there must have been something wrong with the microphone. Your voice got real high in there for all of a sudden. Nope, that's what I was going for. Oh, oh okay. But yeah. his voice is good for the other characters in the book, but just hire a female. Like, so do they do that? See, I don't listen to a lot of books on tape. I read books and I listen to podcasts, but I don't listen to a lot of books on tape. So they are doing more and more of like full cast okay. readings or at least like two or three actors doing different voices. Gotcha. So that's nice. See, most of the book on tape I listen to are like Neil Patrick Harris reads his own book. Yeah. Or Tina Fey reads her own book kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or it's just one dude like reading a book. Yeah. And that's usually for... So, all right. Here, I'm going to date myself again. <laughs> I used to travel a lot more than I currently do. So I drove to Virginia where it's my original hometown and then out to here and I did a lot of driving. And Cracker Barrel... Okay, mm-hmm. You know, the Cracker Barrel. It used to, you could used to buy books on tape. Mm-hmm. But if you bought a book on tape, you could return it within a certain window and swap it out for a different book on tape. So you could listen to, you only had to buy one book on tape, and then you could listen to like four or five on the way there, four or five on the way back, however you worked it out. And then at the end, you just owned one book on tape. Yep. And I used to do that all the time because mm-hmm. that killed a lot. Of, that was before real podcasting, you know, Again, I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> before, you know, I had a, you know, listening to podcasts as I drive or whatever. So, uh, good looking out, uh, the people at Cracker Barrel, for that lovely exchange policy you had there. I don't know if it was legal or not, but I did appreciate it at the time. I listened to a lot of Stephen King books like that. Yeah. But uh, not, you're not, not anything with a full cast or anyone faking voices. Have you 
listen to Blackout? No. What is Blackout? It's a, like, full cast um, fictional podcast or whatever that they're All right. calling them. Continue. Um, Not that we're giving anybody any reason to listen to anything but this lovely podcast. Like and subscribe. Join our Patreon. <laughs> But you got to do something in between episodes. So, so um, blackout. blackout is like, as it says in the title, like everything, all electricity, everything just goes out one day. Okay. And it's these people like just trying to live through it. But gotcha. But it's interesting. I think you'd like it. Oh, my favorite thing I just re- recently listened to. Uh huh. Fantastic Land. Fantastic Land. Have you heard of it? No. You and I really travel in different circles. We do. But Fantastic Land is a book. And it's Fantastic Land is a fictional theme park in Florida. Okay. Big competitors with Disney and Universal. Okay. And their big flaw is they built it very close to the ocean because they had a pirate-themed area and they wanted to be able to see the ocean okay. from that portion of the park. All right. Um, and different lands basically set up like Disney, but okay. fantastic. But they land. got, they got pirate land. And they of... have a giant exclamation point in the middle of the park. Okay. That's their mascot. That's their mascot. It's an exclamation point. It's yeah. a punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fantastic. It's fan. No, it's not fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Exclamation point. <laughs> anyway, big old hurricane comes through. Okay. And ends up... Spoilers, everyone, for those of you who have not listened to this. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's I don't fine. Care about you figure people. that out real fast. All right. That's, that's, so, that's front half. And it floods everything because real close to the ocean, low sea level, okay. major flooding. And all the guests get out, but all the employees are stuck. Okay. And so just... Just so like a West World kind of thing going on here. Kind except of. Except without a... Is that without killer robots? Kind of. Yeah. It's a good time, though. <laughs> it's a good... Not for the people who are trapped there. <laughs> but for you listening at home, good time. All I right. enjoyed it. I'm going to tell you this story about an amusement park. Okay. That is not the one we worked at. Okay. Have you ever seen on uh, one of the streaming services, they have um, a documentary about Action Park? No. So Action Park is this theme park that was in New Jersey. Okay, and it's like the most dangerous theme park in the world. Okay, so they had, um, you know, like they had like these just swimming holes with like rope swings that you could swing out into the swimming hole, and they had um, they had a water slide that did a full 360 degree <laughs> loop. Okay. Okay. So there's a there's a documentary about this okay. theme park. So I see it on TV, and I'm like, and they start showing images from this theme park, and I went. I've been to this theme park. <laughs> My grandmother took me to this theme park <laughs> when I was like 12. Okay? So we're, my, my grandmother and, and my father's side of the family all come from Long Island, from New York. So she loaded up all the grandkids one day. She says, we're going down there to Action Park. So we all load up in the, into the, what, you know, the station wagon, whatever it is we're driving, and we go down there. And so they got a swimming hole, and you can swim. They got a water, sl- you know, a little slide that goes into it. And it's just a, it's like a, it's not like concrete or, okay. it's like an actual, like, <laughs> just, just a pond or whatever. And all these people are jumping into it. And then they've got, all right, so you know the little carts that you can sit on and kind of move the front handles back and forth. Thank you. Uh-huh. And kind of scoot the cart yeah. forward. Okay, now put that, now, well, so keep that in your brain. <laughs> okay. Now, you know the water slides that are made 100% of concrete that you can go down. Okay. Take out the water. Keep the concrete chute. Put the little scooty cart (laughs) at the top of this. Put a 12-year-old on it. Okay. Tell them how to scoot it forward by rocking back and forth and then send them down this hill. That's terrible. In this concrete half tube. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) I get to the bottom. I, so there's two side by side, and you're racing down there with the, the, whoever's next to you. We get to the bottom, and the kid stands up next to me. My grandmother's down there waiting, and he stands up, and he is one giant road rash. Just head to toe road rash. 
And my grandmother looks at him and she goes, did you do that on this ride? He goes, no, nah, I did the skateboard. And she goes, okay, you can go again and sends me back up to the top of this ride. To which I go to the top of this ride and do it again. So then they have this water slide. And this okay. is the big one. Okay. And it is, so it starts up on a hill. It comes down the hill. It's a, it's, it's a tube. It's enclosed. It's black. It comes down the hill. Woo! It hits this 360 degree <laughs> loop and then kicks you out the bottom. All right? So 12-year-old me stood there in, a, in the field outside of this ride just staring at it, like looking at it. And at the age of 12, I knew this is a terrible idea. There is no way. And like in my brain, I cannot work how you can get going fast enough to actually get all the way through without falling on the middle piece and then falling down to the below and then out the chute. Turns out... I was correct, and they were wrong, because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So at one point, people kept complaining that they were getting scratched up going through the ride. So they had to close the ride and go through and inspect it. It turns out the thing that's scratching up the people is the teeth that are embedded into the ride from the people who have just planted it on this just nightmare of a water slide. And at the age of 12, I could look at that thing and go, nope, I ain't getting on that. I kind of want to, but nope, it ain't going to happen. So if you're out there and you have, I think it's on Netflix, you can watch that documentary and know that I was there and I can attest that uh, that place was uh, not for human consumption. That was, that was straight out of the 80s. Like they did not care about your safety very much back then. Yikes. So, all right, well. I think we should wrap this up for this uh, this go round. I think this was a this was much better than episode zero. Right. We had things to talk about, and uh, <laughs> we weren't just all bad mouthing Bubby. By the way, you suck, and uh, you should have been here, Tyler. You are in the same boat as Bubby, so we hope to see them both here uh, with us next time. Uh, neither of them had a real good excuse, but here they are. Whatever. Whatever. We'll find somebody else to replace you. Don't think we won't. Just bad mouse and heart mouth. You should have been here to defend yourself, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, um, so again, make sure you like and subscribe. I'm sure to the some, things to the things that we will <laughs> set up between now and the time I actually post this podcast. But uh, subscribe, like, uh, email us if you want with any questions. All right. So uh, my name's Thor. I'm Amanda. And uh, that was our podcast for this week. You guys have a good time, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>